there's something wrong with you. Patients are getting strange. What are they? They're working on mutant women. From David Cronenberg, who in The Fly made the fantastic real. Get him out of here! Radical technology was required. Something radical is definitely required. Now, David Cronenberg makes reality the ultimate fantasy. Dead Ringers. Separation can be a, a terrifying thing. Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. With me as always is Aaron. Hey. And by the way, this is Kevin. I didn't mention it before, for goodness sake. Sweet Jesus. And we're not married. This is a brother and sister show. Da 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 da. This week we'll be discussing the horror classic. I don't even know what genre this is. This is Dead This Ringers. is vaginal horror, is what we like to call it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is Dead Ringers starring Jeremy Irons and a bunch of French Canadians. So good times had by all. Wee, wee, wee. Now, Aaron. <laughs> Why don't you give us your 30-second synopsis of Dead Ringers? Well, first, we have to say that this, in fact, is based on a true story. Loosely. At least, at least the beginning and the end, maybe. <laughs> nothing, nothing in the middle. At one time, there were twin gynecologists, and then, spoiler alert, they died. So, the rest is all fabrication and conjecture. Basically, this is it. We got you, you get identical twins, and if you've actually met identical twins, you can usually tell them apart. But not here. All it involves is a different haircut and and a, a wrinkle shirt versus an iron shirt. And then that's how you know they're identical twins. Anyway, gynecologists, baby geniuses, socially awkward. Good twin, bad twin, crazy twin, smart twin. Uh, they act like they're conjoined twins. They share everything, everything, because they're clearly sociopaths. Right. Uh, yeah, they're clearly sociopaths. You don't just like, basically, they don't have relationships beyond themselves. Right. Would I you mean, agree? I, I would definitely uh, say so. Smash cut. A uh, terrifying uh, uh, gynecological instruments right out of Hellraiser. I'm sure Pinhead invented those himself. Uh, then fighting over a girl, somebody gotta go. Guess what? One twin dead, another twin dead. Drugs, 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 dead, dead, dead. I have to say that it goes from kind of perverse twin horror to just kind of like you know clean and sober like the dangers of addiction really quickly it, it's a cautionary tale caution all you twins out there better who are want to dabble in drugs here's your cautionary tale if you want to dabble in drugs and gynecology look out it i swear to god the last 45 minutes of the movie are just basically less than zero right well you agree I, my my son, I was watching it in my bedroom. My son flopped on my bed and started watching it with me. And then at that one moment. point, he looked he he looked up, looked at me without saying a word, just got up and left. <laughs> <laughs> it was like watching porno with your children. Yes. When, when fun, words fun, fail you, fun fun for the whole family. Jesus. <laughs> no, I, okay. Where? It was like watching Fifty Shades of Grey with your mother. Clearly. Now, when did you even heard of this movie? I have to say that I think this was a, a blockbuster. And I think I was watching this with some, some gal friends or something because we thought Jeremy Irons was kind of cute back then. Oh, sweet Jesus. It, I, <laughs> I don't think I'd ever heard of this movie until you started talking about it a couple of years ago. I think it is an underrepresented uh, look at horror because uh, clearly David Cronenberg discussed with women about this. The, the assaults of having a dick gynecologist and all the horrors and the power, powerlessness that goes on when you're up in, in the straps. <laughs> well, they're not straps, hopefully. Right? Well, but, no, but you, you, that's what they, well, straps. Stirrups. stirrups. 
The stirrups, whatever. <laughs> They're strapping you down, hopefully. How do you know? God damn it. I dabble. Anyway, I mean, it's a it's a very powerless thing, and it's yes. something that, that, ha- that women have to do and men don't. Right. You know, when you're young, like when you're a kid, you're like 15 years old, maybe you've never had sex, but now you got to go get your bits and pieces examined by a, a man. Nowadays, it's much more common to have a woman gynecologist. Right. But like growing up, you would just have like stranger danger guy probing around your bits and pieces. Pretty much. It was creepy. It was creepy. And it, and I, I can, especially when I was pregnant, you know, when you're telling the doctor, hey, that hurts. And the doctor is like, you know, fuck you, basically. Well, hopefully that's uh, not what they say. I literally uh, was pregnant and getting an exam uh, from my doctor up in the Bay Area. And he made some comment like, well, how is it that you were able to get pregnant? Like making a comment like I was being a whoop because I was like, hey, that hurts. And he made some dick comment about, you know, how did you ever have sex to have this baby if that hurts? If you can believe that. If you can believe that. So watching this, you're just like, yep. Let's why don't we jump right into behind the I'm just let me go on with my my feminist tirade. I I think you can ask probably most women, and somebody is most people have had some kind of weird uh issue, not like sexual or something with their gynecologist, where something where it hurts and they poo-poo you, kind of a thing. Well, that might so, be so. Absolutely. So now you're playing, now you add this to horror. Now you have like a sadistic dude and, and he's using some homemade instruments and his brother is like, uh, we use that on the dead people, remember? We're not supposed to use that on living women. No wonder she was, you know, upset. Well, but that, and that's the thing. We have to jump in because this is bizarre and confusing. I'm already talking you're about already, my favorite part. No question. We're, we're going to hit the highlights or as we like to call it WTF because. Or the lowlights. The lowlights. Because the, low the guy you're referring to as the, the dick is actually the sensitive one. Right. He's the, but once he starts going crazy, right. he becomes the dick. Right. There, there's the two identical twin brothers and I guess we're supposed to believe there's one that's kind of the charming dick who's not right. as good a gynecologist, I think. Right? And he's he's not as good. He's good he's at charming. presenting right. presenting himself, getting grants. But the other twin who doesn't get any of the accolades is really the good gynecologist, the good researcher. And it's kind of like the stronger twin kind of is always cutting his legs out from under him to keep him in more of that submissive role. So you have one brother who's good at flirting with women, talking to universities. He's the face forward. Right. He's the the Steve Jobs. Right. I, I got it! It's Jobs and Wozniak. If they were identical twins. So one is the Steve Jobs. He might have some ideas. He doesn't know how to put it together. He's the face the face of the public. Right. He's, he's a good writer, so he can write the grants. He can shake the hands. He can schmooze. Right. He's not a good gynecologist, and he's not a good researcher. That all falls on the weaker brother. And we don't know if he was always weak, or is it this older brother knowing his... Uh, you know, his flaws is keeping the one kind of uh, down so he can control him. I don't know. Maybe. What do you think? I don't know if he is a bad gynecologist. Like he doesn't have the skills, but I think the, the, the other one's better. He's, he's much more research oriented. He's much more of a scientist type, like the good one. Um, that's, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. It was, it was, it just seemed like you're right. They had kind of a partnership where there was the good one who went out, got the grants, you know, went, shook hands, went to the awards, banquets, and things like that, while the other kind of was crouched uh, in his offices. What do you think? Well, and I don't see that it's the awards are going to the so and so brothers. I see the awards are going to the one brother. Well, and that's, am I right or am I wrong about that? I think 
Well, when they got their special uh, uh, gynecological device patented, they talked yeah, about... The go- the, the go- than crotch rocket or whatever right, it was right the, they said our our glowing twins or whatever kind of they made a point to okay say. but later in the in the movie i was kind of like do people know that they are twins because it seems like some people seem to know and other people it seems to be news to them well for sure maybe it, it, people in the medical field may know but it seems like you know Random people don't know because clearly they they swap in and out all the time. Right at the grants with women everywhere. They do. They swap in and out, and sometimes it's it's for a purpose, and sometimes it's I don't know. It's it's the 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 stronger the Steve Jobs claims that the Wozniak cannot get women without him. That he has to go in there and and grease do all this, grease the wheels, so that his brother can show up. Well, yes. So that's kind of a belittling, and you hear that, and you hear that, and then you believe well, that, I think it's that true you can't too, do though. anything. <laughs> Maybe, but I mean, if they had any social life beyond the clinic and their homes, yes, yes. that could have happened. The, the charming- but it's not... It, it's codependency it's not symbiotic it's codependency the the charming one has said on multiple occasions that he goes seduces the ladies and then he's done with them quick and then just passes them on to shy weird brother who is evidently able to kind of keep it together long enough to kind of continue like if he was drooling in the corner and scratching himself you know the lady would lose interest Right. You think, right? But he he's vulnerable, but the problem is he was always vulnerable and maybe fringy. But then once you throw drugs in the mix and no sleeping, it really uh it made it pushed him over the edge. And then isolation cuz now the other the fancy brothers working at the university cuz he's getting all the glory. So he's getting the plush jobs. While his brothers left to run the whole clinic, right? But in reality, they could they could have brought in other doctors. Well, and know. they're not. It it happens. They're not regular <laughs> gynecologists because they don't. He even says we don't deliver babies or anything. Our whole thing is strictly fertility. All but doing. only women fertility because yes. they fired patients when they find out it's really the husband. Right. It's only women's fertility. That That's the only thing. There's a, whole, there's a whole scene where the woman's begging the guy, the doctor to meet with her husband. Because he's like, no, that's not what we do. We figured out that you're fine. Gotta go. I won't even give you a referral. You know where the door is. I won't even give you a referral. I'm throwing your file out the window. Go run and catch it. That's basically- Get out of me. You disgust, you disgust me. me. Get out. That's exactly what it is. Oh my god! And then at, at, during the height of the oh my god! And then they they decide they're going to seduce this actress, and then they find out that that she's some kind of mutant with yes. with three cervix. Oh my she's god! I can't even imagine. Or something is what they said. So does that mean you need three IUDs, or you just need the one? You don't need only any one because uterus. you cannot you cannot bring a child. You can't get pregnant, is what she says. And she only has... You can't hold the, every now you again. can't... Right, because you can't hold in the heat if all the windows are open. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lovely analogy. <laughs> Moving on. So, the, during the madness... During the madness, where 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 the, where the weaker one develops this relationship, what really puts him at odds with his brother... Right. Then he becomes insanely jealous and then more drugs. And now he's obsessed with mutants and mutant women. And now he's got a cast crazy fingernail hook. I went right to the good shit. I'm not messing around for with plot development. I'm going right to the good stuff. Well, she's the addict because she's a famous movie star who uses drugs. They're both, the doctors are straight arrows up to this point. And then she starts getting, like, passing the pills on over to the, to Bev. Okay, you have sensitive Bev, and you've got cynical Elliot, or Ellie, as they call it. Beverly and Elliot are the, the twins' names. 
Right. She... Okay, so the 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 uh, big mo- French Canadian movie star that happens to be in their clinic because she can't have children because she has three cervixes, um, starts her first. Viv, me, there's not even a Viv. First, Elliot hits it and quits it, and then passes it on over to Bev, the sweet, sensitive one, and they kind of start having a relationship. But she's the addict. She's the one who starts with the pill. I, she's the one who she's a functioning addict. Yes. And, 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 and it wasn't like, I'm going to give you these drugs to get you high. He's having, cause he's separated now from his brother. Cause he's staying over there versus that the sick nature that they can't really be apart. Right. So now he's having terrible nightmares that she's coming between oh, them. God. So she Remember that? So, yeah. so you see her, there's like a, like, like they're obsessed with those twins, the Siamese twins, yin and, it's not yin and yang. What is it? Uh, Whatever. Ang and Chang. Ang and Chang. So he's having this dream that she's in bed with both of them. And then like a serpent or a cat crawls between them and starts taking chunks out of this skin attachment. So he starts screaming. That was awful. So she's, she slips him a second all so he can sleep. Right. And then it all goes down from there. Because then now he wants to take it all the time. Then he can't go to work. So she gives him speed. It's Judy Garland all over again. It is. You know, there's uh, it's all a sea of uppers and downers. And he's addicted like bang. Like bang. So it's because, again, the doctors were pretty much straight arrow guys. They didn't use it. I mean, they had, you know, the occasional... White wine. A glass, yeah, wine, a spritz at dinner time or something. For reals. So he gets hooked because she has to go shoot a, a movie somewhere. I don't know. Alberta. Ten weeks. Right. Ten weeks in in the Yukon Territory or some other bullshit. In, in uh, Yellowknife or Regina, I believe. <laughs> uh. I hope it's Regina. That would go with our theme. <laughs> So he can't, now he's like I'm, I'm getting my vagina examined in Regina. That's how they do it. Yay! Yeah. Sweet <laughs> Lord. Um, so he becomes a full blown addict, literally where he's living in like a crack den. Like the house is totally destroyed. There's trash, crap everywhere, dirty clothes. Um, well, I thought that was that. In reality, later on, we I realized it's the office. Yes. You're right. It was hard to tell, but you're absolutely right. Later in the thing, it's literally because the secretary quits because he's like shooting. <laughs> he's literally shooting up he, at his desk. He's literally shooting up. He doesn't. He just jumped. He went from second all to, to you know, no dose to like, I'm just mainlining heroin. <laughs> that's what I'm Boom. Saying. That's how they I do. mean, you're a doctor. You can write a prescription for whatever. So all of a sudden now you're injecting heroin. He goes right to it. No question. Well, he's upset because he calls her sweet on location and her obviously gay, like assistant hairdresser answers the phone. So he's convinced she's having an affair. Okay. And I have to. Oh yeah. And and then starts shouting all these personal things. Did you know she has three cervix? She is a mutant. Oh my God. I, I, and she hears all this and don't give a fuck. I'd be like, dude, we're done. And I'm reporting you to the medical board. Well, she's easy, easy peasy because she figured out when she found out he had a twin brother that they'd been, they'd both been at her without her. Yes. And she forgives him for that. And forgives him. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. She is a doormat. She's ridiculous. It's a sad situation. Um, Yikes. Unless this is the child that she's never going to have. So now she has to take care of someone. But I would be like, no, this is too much for me. I ain't no doctor. This is a bridge too far. Um, This is a bridge too far. You cuckoo. Did you notice the crazy robes that they wear? There's like... Oh, my God. (laughs) Go for it. 100%. I don't know if you ever saw Nip Tuck back in the day. Did they wear this stuff on Nip Tuck? They would wear these, like one day they'd be in there with blood, blood red gowns. They always had these dramatic, crazy gowns. So th- 
Nick Tuck came after this, so it had to be this influence. This blood red gowns with these caps and face masks. Oh yeah, it was fantastic. It was, like it was terrifying. Leaders or something. It was the craziest it thing. Was, uh, it was eyes wide shut. It hundred percent. No question. It was the craziest thing. Um, but even it looked great though. But even their casual robes that they'd wear around the office looked nuts to me. I'm like, do you have? To oh yeah, these? yeah. It was kind of like uh, um, Bob Guccione, or or it was. My memory is shot the hell. But it, it's literally like smoking jackets or robes that he's they're wearing yes. to the office. You have nerves who you're looking for. Hugh Hefner, yes. not Bob Crane. You may wear ropes too, who's to say? I bet he do. Um, at one yeah. point, I was... Go ahead, did you want to continue? No. At one point, I was bowled over because Elliot, the, the charming rake, invites twin like escorts into his hotel room. Did you recognize yes. them? I did not recognize them. Who are they? Um, Jill Hennessy who uh, was on Law and Order. She had like her own, uh, she had a bunch of different things. If you saw her, uh, you you saw her again, you'd recognize her in context. Because this was young Jill Hennessy. Um, Wait a minute. Is that uh, Black Bob, very uh, non-expressive face, that chick from Law and Order? Because there's, there's been so many people in Law and Order. She was, I think she was like Sam Waterston's like assistant DA or something. But she never smiled. She was all very matter of fact, right? Perhaps. With the, of the black, black Bob? She had black hair. That is true. Well, the other one was a blonde one and then the other one was like... Let me tell you. Oh no, Mariska Haggerty is on SUV. Okay. Law and Order, Crossing Jordan. Um, there's another show like Providence, I think is what it was called. She's in a, she was but she a was a regular. She was a, yes. She was like the star of these shows. Um, and what's crazy is, uh, you know, Jeremy. I Iron, thought those were well trimmed. I thought those were real twins. They are real twins. She has a twin has sister. A twin sister. That's the craziest oh my thing. God. That's what I was saying. And what? Oh my God. Yes. And, and that was never used on Law and Order? Never. That would have been fabulous. Right. It's the craziest oh. thing. Because, again, it's like if it's Jeremy Irons, you use trick photography to, to show that there's a twin. If this is Jill Hennessy and, like, maybe her second film role, you're not doing trick photography. You're just going to find some twins from Canada and call it a day. Exactly. And that's what they did. Exactly. Good grief. Yeah. Well, I mean, this... This movie is old enough that you can always see like a strange line when the two of them are together or someone yes. who has their back to them with always a weird wig a or something. Wig, yes. <laughs> it's always a crazy wig. So you always knew that, that if only there were two, but no, <laughs> it was old school technology. Now they would have done some bullshit CGI and it would have looked like shit. But do you know what I found interesting when uh, sensitive Bev is deep in his grappling with drug phase. Yes. He never looked that bad. He looked a little twisty, a little shaky, but he wasn't like all grizzly and, and dirty. You know what I mean? Like, Well, you mean like the faces of meth people yes. in Portland? Yes. That's because it's we're talking 10 weeks and not... All this happened in like 10 weeks. But he was taking the time to shave every morning? If you're taking the time to shave your face every morning, you're still doing okay in my book. I don't even do that. He hasn't even gotten to the point where he's like losing teeth or whatever. Not, <laughs> not even. Sweet Jesus. Still looks pretty good. Uh, yeah, I, I would say so. It's just mentally he was kooky as a kook. Oh, my God. His, the crazy instruments. One looked yes. like a spine. One was, was a devil's finger with a claw yes. on it. I can't, even, I can't even think of what the rest of that shit yes. is. What? Thank you, David Cronenberg. They did, they did not dwell on it. Thank Jesus. Uh, uh, I'm like, and this is for what? And this goes where? And then he ends up using it all on his brother? Right. Well, okay. <laughs> Basically, these are gynecological instruments that you would use on a mutant, is the idea. <laughs> like the X-Men. Like, or the X-Women. That is correct. Professor X's school. This is where you take these <laughs> things and use them, I guess. What's her name? J Jane whatever? Right. Does she have... Jane Grey has like six cervixes and there's a claw that comes out of That's one. That's how it works. 
just good science. It's just good science. Sweet Jesus. Oh, okay. I wrote down Bev's sensitive sweater because that was one way you could tell the difference. His hair wasn't as cool and he always wore like a cable knit sweater. So. He had Mr. Rogers tan sweater. Yes. Very. Won't you be my <laughs> neighbor? He was, very, he was very sensitive. Good Lord. Um, yeah, one one was like dressed like a CEO, and the other one was dressed like you know your 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 family doctor. <laughs> That's exactly correct. Like a librarian, or something. <laughs> um, exactly, or a college professor. That's what it was, but not a good one. He needs the uh, the patches on the elbows. So she comes back. Uh, the actress comes back to visit him, and I swear to God, two seconds later, he's cured of all addictions. Did you notice that? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So what's happening there? Is she, I was trying to figure out, is she weaning him off? Is she just controlling what he's taking? Who the f***? Well, I think they do say, hey, I haven't heard from my brother in a week. That's strange. So we're supposed to think it's been a week and now he's totally, I was going to say kick the bucket, but that's not the right term. Gone wild turkey. He's, I don't know what's the, the wagon. He's on the wagon. He's on the wagon. He's not. On, he's not on the wild turkey, but he is on the wagon. Which I I never understood what on the wagon or off the wagon. How that had anything to do with drugs or alcohol. What is the wagon? I think it's the and, milk and, wagon. Like you only you don't you drink milk, not booze. Is my understanding. Is is that correct? I think, but maybe I've lost my damn mind. It's entirely possible. Oh. All right. Well, that that actually, I mean, it sounds like a, it could be a thing. We could Google it, <laughs> but we're not going to. But we're not going to go do that. Um, Take our word for that. So then, and then, and then Elliot, Schmarmy Elliot goes like, well, I'm going to start popping pills to try to equalize us. So as he gets better, I'm going to slowly get worse so that we like pass in the middle. I don't know what the plan was. That that seems not very doctory, doctor. It seems bad. And it, is that is that science? And it, is that science, it's, doctor? It's just good science. Um, and I think he actually winds up worse than Bev because he's the one where they go to the uh, host, or the uh, office and where it's just total squalor now, total crackdown. I I well. I think the difference is too is we go from his brother had like a slow buildup. Right. Where where Elliot is now, or the Steve Jobs, as we will call him. <laughs> you will. Where Steve Jobs is now trying to become an addict in one day. And he succeeds. He's just chewing them like they're chiclets. Yes. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> so, okay, they, do, they constantly compare themselves to the famous Siamese twins of the 1800s. Um, what they're not Siamese twins and those guys weren't doctors. So what the hell? I, you know, what's funny is I went and actually Googled the famous Siamese twins. And what yes. they say is that if they lived today, they could have easily been separated. Yeah, easily. I think I heard some. I, I think it was just a few blood vessels. They didn't share organs. Well, there was just like a strap. Like, part, they shared like their livers were connected. Is basically what it is. But nowadays, we nip off people's bits of people's livers and give them to other yeah, yeah. people. In modern modern medicine, it's basically an outpatient patient procedure. You just walk in, they do a quick snip, snip, <laughs> and you're good to go. They do it. It's at the urgent care. You get your COVID shot, and they can give you a piece of the liver removed. Well, if you've ever seen them, it is literally <laughs> just like a section of their torsos are connected. You know, it's not like they're connected yeah. by the skulls or their brains or something. So yeah, it looks like one of those dog rawhide shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I did not go that deep research, for goodness sake. But what they you can play it like a guitar. That string. is correct. Well, what they say is that the one twin was the sickly one who died in his sleep. He drank too much and died in his sleep, or something. And as right. a reaction, the twin died quickly and they said he died of fright i, and I don't know if that's but when in reality you got some poison blood that is now seeping into your body causing an infection and now you're dead well, right because you could... they got married unlike these twins they got ma- both of them got married and had a million, a million children kids. 
like 20 kids between them or something ridiculous. Yeah, something ridiculous. So they, they, apparently privacy was not an issue. <laughs> Maybe they're swingers. Who's to say? You know what I mean? That's right. That's a good time they invented it. Who am I to judge? Okay, we're not kink shaming. Who am I to judge? Uh, <laughs> no, but, I mean, really, it's they've had their whole lives to get used to it. Whereas the wives, they just got to like get on board with the, the program i guess at that stage of the game right get on board what are you gonna say <laughs> i fell in love with the siamese twin why are you looking at my twin why is it? look at me that's right that's i see you looking don't look <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's like what you said is absolutely true it's like if they don't have the medicine to separate them then guess what you've got a corpse attached to your body you're not looking for the right. squirrel to that stage of the game um, but that has nothing to do with these twins because one, they're not connected. They're not connected. So they've decided they they just psychologic. They're psychologically connected in a in not a good way. Right. So the grand finale, because frankly, I mean, let me just say, David Cronenberg movies have usually have barrels of grotesque body horror. This one only has a couple moments that you're like, what the yeah. Um, it was more porn than horror. Quite frankly, they could have had more with the the weird gynecological torture. That that probably could have been better. Less uh, right. in depth drug addiction. That's maybe. and that's. I mean, yes, I absolutely agree. I mean, that's the thing. It's like the first half of the movie is here are two scumbag twin brothers, and the second half right. of the movie is damn now they're drug addicts too, and that's what. <laughs> I mean, I would have loved to see this redone in modern day with the Me Too movement and have Jeremy Irons come at me with the with the fingernail, with the claw, and I'd be like, what the hell do you think you're doing? <laughs> that's not going anywhere the f*** near me. By the way, that's the fifth F-bomb of the episode, ladies and gentlemen, if you're scoring at home. Uh, I am scoring at home. We got we to gotta rank, rank it. it. Uh, but put it. Put it in the notes. The best is... Uh, Crazy Bev, in full drug-addled mind, pulls out his crazy tools and is going to use them in, like, some kind of gynecological surgery before he's... He jumps on the woman and takes the, uh... What is it? The, uh... The laughing gas, the nitrous oxide. I just need a little something. Right, right. (laughs) Uh, Oh, my God. Doctor, I mean, first of all, he's already shaky and druggy yeah. they all should have stopped oh, him immediately but that when, when he pulled the <laughs> that was, was like i'm gonna use my own special instruments for this one that should have been the end of it what is that i don't know what this but doctor is. but doctor just called him one two three four five or something people would be like are you out of your mind we're all gonna go to jail what are you dr mangala and we need to add this is when the, it's the dramatic lighting and they're all in just like blood crimson yes, yes. it was manos the hands of but like is basically the outfit they were, i mean they're basically were wearing like like almost a burqa their whole face they got hot all you see is their eyes except for with a black backdrop and crimson oh, no question no question. That, that was a great. That was just so ominous and fantastic. So in the final scene, um, sensitive Jeremy Iron in a crazy drug-addled moment basically disembowels his brother with his consent, apparently. With his consent, because they both got high as f, yes. and his brother is like, "Okay, I'm down." I, I, which I, I'm down. Don't understand that. Don't get it. Uh, speaking as someone who may or may not have. Maybe not those intoxicants, but others. Never once did I say, "You want to disembowel me?" Sure, whatever. Well, when I was a, it's all when good. I was a kid, they would have like these kind of in services at school where they describe these horrifying scenarios. Like if you took too much drugs, you'd think you could fly and jump off a roof or something. Right, right. I remember the same no thing. Question. The I listened to those, so therefore Aaron didn't take heroin. <laughs> It was always, don't take the heroin, don't take the PCP. And I, I listened to that, and I did follow those rules. Those are the guidelines you follow. That's important to, to know. The, good. Good for you. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. 100%. Sweet Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what else is going on? I think that's all the notes I have. Although, after he murders his brother, you could tell, because you see now there's only one brother. Jeremy Irons is the only one still kicking around. Um, right. However, 
Uh, you've got uh, like clearly like a Halloween mannequin in the background strapped to the chair. It was like, yeah, <laughs> they went to the, the Halloween store and uh, and hooked that up. So that's good. Well, the, the spirit store of, of 1987. Oh, no question. No question. Sweet Jesus. Um, <laughs> uh, what's the deal with drugs and candles? Candles, candles everywhere. Remember in um, Goodfellas when when that one chick who was in all those TV shows, the one with the the, the New Jersey accent, yes. um, is mixing mixing the heroin, cocaine, whatever yeah. the hell it is. There's just candles everywhere. Same here. What's the deal with the candles and and the drugs? Well, I know if you're freebasing, oftentimes people use candles for that reason. Um, Okay, well, th- in either of these situations, there was no base. So then maybe it's just setting the right mood? Is that a possibility? S- setting, setting the right mood to take a bunch of pills in your office. Setting <laughs> to music. Could be. Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to say? Um, shall we go behind the scenes? I think we're ready. Uh, let me think. Okay. Do I have any other? No, I think I got everything. That's all you need. Go for it. Go um, for it. Let's see. Here we go. Sorry, I'm having technical difficulties. Okay. The shots of the twins on scene, on screen together were accomplished through one of the first uses of computer-controlled moving mat photography. So there you go. All right. What was that? Green screen? So. <laughs> right. And horrible wigs was the other thing. And horrible wigs. Who's the wig master? Yes, the wig we master. Um, originally david cronenberg wanted jeremy irons to use two separate dressing rooms for each of the characters and what he realized is that they are actively trying to look like each other so therefore they should only use they should use the same dressing room and then kind of uh you know wear it slightly differently what do you think of that so in other words, what? <laughs> There's two different wardrobes in one dressing room. Is, is that no. about it? One dressing room, one wardrobe. They would wear the exact same clothes, but wear them slightly differently. Yeah. That's what he did. He didn't need two separate dressings. This is not this complicated, Aaron. Well, why? Yeah, no. It's not that complicated, but it's not earth-shattering either. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm okay. doing like, <laughs> you take what you can get. I mean, there's no grand <laughs> there's no grand revelations. You do what you can. Sweet Jesus. I mean, I guess he could have had a scar like the Lion King or something like that, but I guess that wouldn't work in the... He wouldn't be pulling the chips. <laughs> he would not. He a big mangala scar. What could... What what could have dandruff that he's always wiping off his shoulder? Uh, during filming, Jeremy Irons kept track of whether he was playing Elliot or Beverly by always playing one on the weight of the balls of his feet or the other on the weight of his heels. Okay. Shattering. All right. That That is shocking. That is shocking. Way to go. Uh, I guess that's better than just writing, like, Elliot on your forearm. That would be bad. You keep looking at your forearm. Um, William Hurt was Cronenberg's first choice to play the twins. See, I don't understand that. William Hurt was, was you-know-who of the time. They love William Hurt. Oh I've told you before. I'm not, a, I'm not convinced he's a good actor at all. So there you go. I'm not convinced either. Didn't he win an Academy Award for the accident? They were throwing Academy Awards at him left, right, and center. If he showed up, they'd throw an Academy Award at him. Yeah. He's the Kevin Costner of his day. (laughs) Pretty much. It's a sad situation. I think (laughs) their day was the same day, but whatever. Who's to say? Uh, Who's to say? He regretted turning it down, but he had a scheduling conflict. And later commented that it's hard enough. He has a hard enough time playing one character, let alone two. All I could say is clearly, clearly, yeah, clearly. Um, Robert De Niro turned down the role. He said he uh, he was uncomfortable hmm. playing a gynecologist. So there you go. Now that's making me wonder. I wonder what I mean because he's a good actor, so it would be interesting. I wonder what that would have looked like. It would look crazy. 
It would have looked crazy. Um, Law and Order alum Jill Hennessy and her identical twin Jacqueline Hennessy both made their film debut playing identical twin escorts. We talked about that. Good times. They're on screen for like 30 seconds. Uh-oh. Oh, I have, I have, can, can I go back? There was something I questioned in the movie. Am I messing everything up? Okay. I was very confused at one point. Remember when his, when Beverly overdoses yes. uh, in the apartment, I was a little confused if that was a prostitute or a nurse that gave them CPR. I was a little confused because the, all of a sudden there's someone performing the CPR that I thought was a prostitute. And then he's like, get off of him. A prostitute. When um, Crazy Bev showed up to the awards banquet drunk as a lord and sits down at the table, yes. she's there. She's sitting at the table with him. Okay. Now, they never say who she is. And I guess he could have brought a prostitute with him to the awards banquet, but seems unlikely. So it seems like she's some kind of medical professional of some sort. But they never tell us what their relationship is. Uh, but she, she's Kier. full on doing CPR, though. Oh, yes. She clearly knows what she's right. doing. But then you're right. Creepy Elliot's like, get away from my brother. Bad, bad. I don't know what accent I'm yeah. Um Sweet Lord. Margot Kidder was David Cronenberg's second choice for playing the role of Claire Neveux. Mm. Um, incidentally, Kidder played homicidal twins in Brian De Palma's Sisters in 1970. I never saw that. Which one was Margot Kidder? She was the one from Superman, right? She was Lois Lane, and she was in uh, uh, Amityville Horror. Oh, yeah. Poor lady. She, lo- she, she has some mental health issues. This probably wouldn't have been good for her. <laughs> Can we talk? Can we talk about the the scene that we see Jeremy Irons getting it on with Claire Niveau the first time, where she is tied to the bed with like surgical straps? Oh yeah, I did. I wrote that down. I said so so much. <laughs> what did I write down? So much like tubing. So much tubing yes. at her house. So that means he brought yes. it with him. Yeah, it's it's the weirdest thing. Ever. And it, it was bizarre. And, and Jeremy Irons is always thin, but it looked like he was wor- he worked out for this because he was stripped to the bone. I can count individual muscles in his back. Right, he's he is actually remarkably muscly. He's he's very lean, but he actually has muscles. It, it's the weird. It's a weird thing. He, he's on. like one of those, the, you know, the Invisible Man, where you can see all the muscles and everything. Yes, that is correct. Because otherwise, uh, it looks like a strong wind would blow him away. That is true. Premier Magazine voted this one of the 25 most dangerous movies. I don't even know what that means. Because it kills people? Because it causes it causes right. terrorists to strike? It caused 9-11? How is a movie dangerous? Dangerous ideas? Because it'll give gynecologists ideas? Or because it'll give twins ideas? I think all of the above. <laughs> What a, what a freaking ridiculous thing. <laughs> um, Entertainment Weekly ranked this as the 20th scariest movie of all time. That's a house of lies. Okay, there's nothing. That is it a- is not scary, but it is uh, uncomfortable, kinky, and odd. It de- you're absolutely right. It, it definitely has uh, very uncomfortable moments, but there's no way I would call this. Like, I wouldn't watch this on Halloween. No. And you're not going to have yeah. bad dreams that Jeremy Irons trying to kick down your door to give you a pap smear. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> and as you said, this movie's based, very loosely based, on two real-life twins, Stuart and Cyril Marcus. The two were found dead in their apartment on Upper East Side of Manhattan. Deaths were due to withdrawal from barbiturate addiction. So there you go. It's important to realize. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. Shell, we talk about the cast. We've talked about it. Well, we love Jeremy Irons. He's been in everything uh, on the face of the earth. I have no idea how old he is because he still looks the same. He, You're absolutely right. Jeremy Irons is obviously the star of the show. 100%. Um, he did this movie and then immediately did Reversal of Fortune where he oh won. Oh, my God. Reversal of Fortune is one of my most favorite movies. He is amazing in that. And then our friend from uh, your Chuck Norris movie that we, uh, Ron, Ron, Silver. Ron Silver plays Alan Dershowitz. If you haven't seen Reversal of Fortune, 
You you have my permission to skip Dead Ringers to go right to Reversal of Fortune. Jeremy Irons played Klaus von Bülow in Reversal of Fortune. And when he won the Academy Award for Best Actor, he thanked David Cronenberg. Right on. Right on, right on. You know Jeremy Irons from a number of things. He was in Die Hard with a Vengeance. He was in The Lion King. Yep, he was Scar. He was Scar. He played Alfred in the uh, Batman versus Superman uh, with Ben Affleck. Good Lord. It's an all-star cast. Um, Genevieve Bujol. Bujol. Sure her crazy. Peugeot. Peugeot. Uh, Cujo. <laughs> she was in uh, Coma, Tightrope with uh, Clint Eastwood. She was in Anne of the Thousand Days. You know her. She played Catherine of Aragon. Mm-hmm. Chop. Or, or Aragon. One of, I don't know. Aragorn. Who's to say? She's French-Canadian. Uh, and we talked about Jill Hennessy. The rest... Oh, we didn't talk about this. Our favorite... Canadian actor Stephen Lack that we remember from Scanners the star of Scanners (laughs) plays the crazy artist who who makes the freakish uh, gynecological tools uh, as an art installation Uh it's a horror story story. I can't explain it sweet Jesus Um, should we talk about our ratings oh my god Uh... Dead Ringers currently has 83% 83% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. 82% from the audience. I want to see if we get anything from our favorite reviewers. Cisco and uh, Ebert. I think they both weighed in here. Rex Reed loved it. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Janet, Janet Maslin, four out of five from the New York Times. Cronenberg, who has begun to emerge as a master of body-related horrific fantasy, clearly understands that a small amount of medical mischief can be more unnerving than conventional grisliness. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? Roger Ebert, 2.5 uh, out of 4. This is considered rotten. Yeah. The kind of movie where you ask people how they liked it, and they say, well, it was well made, and then they wince. Yeah, it, it is something that makes you uncomfortable. I think the next movie uh, that he made was all about men getting a prostate exam. <laughs> <That's correct. laughs> but, it, but it's two female twin doctors, and they only wear black. That's all you need, right? <laughs> we only specialize in the prostate. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty rough. When people start asking to check your prostate, I usually mambo right out of it. Let, let me like, show you my new gold-plated tools that I will examine your prostate with. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> a little help from your Labrador retriever. I like that one. David Cronenberg, let's work together. This is our next film. <laughs> it's gold, Jerry. It's gold. <laughs> Okay, what is your rating for Dead Ringer? I am going to give it uh, three and three quarters out of five bejeweled speculums. <laughs> I appreciate that they're bejeweled, by the way. Bejazzled, bejeweled, bejingled. Um, I am going to give it two out of five uh, trifurcated... Uh, <laughs> Cervixes. Sweet lord. Bejeweled uh, trifurcated. (laughs) I can't even talk. I've lost the ability of speech. Would you recommend this movie to anyone on earth? I would recommend it 20 years ago. Maybe not now. When it first came out, we were all like, oh my God, you got to go see it. Twin guy. Well, like twin gynecologist. Now, not so much, which is why we probably haven't recorded it uh, this before, because no. it's, it's not it's not on anyone's top 10 list, but it is a freaky idea. Well, I, the problem to me is Dead Ringers obviously means people you can't tell apart. They're identical twins. But to me, and they're dead. <laughs> by the end, they're dead. Because I felt like this isn't really a, a horror movie. It's almost like kind of a trick. 
yeah. to call it Dead Ringers because you think it's going to be some kind of supernatural ghost story or something. And it's really kind of, it's almost a drama. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? It's a drug, kind of a tortury thing. I mean, uh, who's our hostile guy? Eli Roth. Eli Roth could make a field day of this and you'll never, you'll never, you just like, let me have cervical cancer because I'm never going to gynecologist <laughs> after I watch the Eli Roth version of this. <laughs> this is, I mean, this is unsettling, but it's not like you're waking up screaming. I mean, speaking as a woman, were you, were you throwing up in the bushes watching this movie? Like I said, I'm not having bad dreams that Jeremy Irons wants to give me a pap smell with his new homemade tools. <laughs> but you're right; it's more of a a, a drug drama. Yeah, it's a drug That's drama. Exactly Don't do it. Don't do it. I, I take a hard pass on this. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like horrible to watch. It's just kind of like whatever is kind of my attitude about it. It had some interesting moments. I mean, like it did. I mean, like the 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 crimson outfits. They had some cool looking scenes. All the right. gynecological stuff. No one's really ever tried to whip that into a horror film, and they should have really. It's just because men rule Hollywood. But I That's mean, why. that could be a thing for like a future scary movie, you know. But like I said, it might fit Eli Roth more, and then I would never see it. No, 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 no. I'm not watching Eli Roth's <laughs> gynecological exams. <laughs> That's the name of the movie, Eli Roth's gynecological games. No, thanks. <laughs> no, thank you very much. Go to our page on Twitter at T Podcast Die. Go to our page on Facebook at the Podcast That Wouldn't Die. Aaron, we are on Insta. We're on the IG, my friend. We are the Podcast That Wouldn't Die in one giant word. With a lot of underscores. I can't even remember. Sake. Does it even have underscores or is it just yes. a giant name? It's just a giant underscore, I think, is the real answer. You can also email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at Gmail. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere the finer podcasts are available. Uh -huh. Make sure you like, subscribe, rate, review, and spread the word, won't you? Oh, let me tell you now. We're up to 210 followers on the IG. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. We're world famous. Now, Aaron, you are also on social media. I am the cult of Aaron. Join the cult. I'm on the Twitski and the IG. Come see my fabulous artwork. Next week, we're going to be going to the 70s. You can't wait. It is the Irwin Allen disaster flick, The Swarm. Where killer bees are attacking people, starring Michael Caine, Henry Fonda, Olivia de Havilland. It's an all-star cast, for God's sakes. Uh, you can watch it for uh, $1.99 on Amazon Prime or buy it for $5.99. I ain't ever even heard happened. of this movie. Oh, yeah. It's an all-star cast. You can't even beat it. Ay, ay, ay. When it's my turn Let's to pick, it it's going to be more Catholic drama. Please do. More gynecological stuff. I'm going to find the Catholic and gynecological terror. All in one. Sounds good. <laughs> All in one. <laughs> oh, thank you very much and be well. Late ski Delta variant. <laughs>